Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody. It's Julie. I'm so glad that you could join me again today here on the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we have fun talking about crunchy granola living and all things green and growing that God has given us. Special thanks to Julie Naturally, the sponsor of today's show. Visit julienaturally.com to get your free healthy habits tracker. Today, we're going to talk about how to start a garden in a small space. A lot of people have uh, larger farms and um, maybe a larger lot size. I hear a lot about homesteading and uh, having your own self-reliant space that you regularly garden in, but this is for those of us who live in the city or live in an apartment or a smaller home with a smaller lot. And just for some background, uh, I live on a city lot. Uh, It's a lot and a half. Of course, it has, you know, a house and a garage on it. And the space is 37 feet by 125 feet. And that may be a little large for some folks, uh, but um, it it's not large enough to grow enough food for a family of six for a whole year, that's for sure. But it is large enough to grow a pretty good size amount of food and still have plenty of room left over for a small playground and some space to run around for the kids. So I'm going to talk about growing food in a space about that size and smaller because there are some wonderful ways to grow food even if you have an apartment, even if you only have just a balcony or maybe not even that and you have to try to grow some food indoors. So we're going to touch on those things. And I want to talk today about five things to consider when you are growing your vegetables. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is determining the amount of space that you want to devote to growing your vegetables. Because let's face it, even if you do have a yard, you're probably not going to use your whole yard for growing vegetables and herbs and fruits and stuff. So you need to kind of decide how big your vegetable pot will be. And if you live in an apartment or have a very tiny yard or maybe no yard at all, as in a townhouse or a condo or something like that, determining how much space you can devote indoors to growing your vegetables. And you can grow vegetables even if you only can use pots. There are even ways to grow vegetables 
using a, um, a system of pipes that is it kind of capitalizes on hydroponics a little bit and kind of uses a little bit of composting that is accelerated. So there are ways and systems to grow food indoors. I know in Iceland, they grow lots of food indoors in huge greenhouses that are the size of large warehouses, and they grow lots and lots of food for their population. It's amazing. So yes, it is possible. You just need to determine how much space you want to devote to that. The second thing to consider is what vegetables or herbs does your family like? Because maybe you don't really like all that many different kinds of vegetables. And maybe you like lots and lots of different kinds of vegetables. So it's important to decide, and at first, just brainstorm. Which ones do you like the best? Which ones uh, are you finding that you're buying a lot at the grocery store? Which ones taste best if they were homegrown? Which ones are the most expensive vegetables? Because let's face it, if you have to pay one or two dollars per pepper, maybe you might prefer to just grow those in your own garden and pay less if you really like to enjoy those a lot. Um, and some of the other ones that are really inexpensive and always plentiful, like potatoes, Maybe those, even though they may be your favorite, maybe those are ones that you just buy at the grocery store. So it's important to, to make that list, list everything, even the fresh vegetable, the fresh vegetable herbs that you like, say parsley or dill, uh, green onions, um, all of those kinds of things too that you like to add to your food to uh, make it taste a little better and add a little extra nutrition. Think about those possibilities as well as you're making your list. If you're having trouble remembering which ones, maybe you could make your list as you walk around in the produce section of your grocery store the next time that you visit. So then you have a pretty complete list. And maybe you may even consider thinking about growing something that is really hard to find at the grocery store that uh, you often have to do without, but that is one of your favorites or um, something that you just really want to try, but that's really expensive at the grocery store. So think, keep, keep those in mind also as you are making your list. As you make your list, after you've decided what, what you're going to put on your list, then think about which ones you want to plant. Now, that decision can be challenging because you really have to know a little bit about how much space each vegetable needs to grow, given how much space you have. If you don't have a lot of space, but you really love squash, you may have to leave that one off your list because squash needs a large space to grow in. Or you need to have a large trellis so it can grow upwards instead of outwards. But it still needs a pretty good-sized space to grow, not to mention the size of 
the vegetables as well. That even if you have them on a trellis, those pumpkins and winter squash, they, they're they so large when they come off the vine that they can crowd out some of the smaller and more delicate vegetables you may wish to grow. So it is a consideration as you are uh, deciding which ones you want to plant uh, to think about how much space they take up. But that may be hard to find out without looking at the seed packets, uh, without knowing which website to go to to see how much space each one needs. Because if you've never done this before, then how would you know? So I have prepared a uh, printable for you that you can get from the show notes that will help you with that. It has how much space common vegetables need in order to grow, and that will help you decide which vegetables you want to grow and which ones maybe you leave off until next year or until you may have a little bit more space. Um, the third thing to consider is where to get those seeds. So there are some common places such as hardware stores. You have Home Depot, Menards, Ace Hardware, places like that. Uh, some of the grocery stores carry seeds. And you also have natural food stores that carry seeds. Uh, but some of those sources may have limited supplies or may not have the vegetables that you want to grow. They may be picked over when you get there. Or uh, they may not have organic if you are really intent on growing organic vegetables. So that may be a great source and maybe it isn't such a great source for you. Other options are to order online. And how do you know where to find those sources online? You can do a Google search or um, also on the show notes page, I have listed some companies that offer a good selection of seeds, heirloom and organic and um, just the conventional kinds of seeds that are not uh, genetically engineered. And another source of seeds is to maybe spend an extra dollar or so on organic vegetables and keep the seeds. So remember the peppers I mentioned? So maybe you get an organic pepper and you keep the seeds and then you can plant those seeds without having to hunt around for seed packets for peppers. Uh, don't try this with the conventional produce. You may be very disappointed by the results from that because many of the conventional vegetables have been um, grown so that they produce sterile seeds. <laughs> they don't want you to grow your own food from those. So, um, But the, the organic ones would be a good source for that. And finally, you can try to get seeds from a local uh, farmer or from a neighbor who regularly has their own garden. And just ask them if they would mind sharing some seeds with you this year because you'd like to give it a try. And those are all some good places to get seeds. 
The fourth thing to consider after you have decided on your space and what you're going to grow and you've uh, either purchased your seeds or gotten some seeds from someone is you need to prepare the space that you're going to use. And what I mean by that is if you're going to grow outdoors, then you need to clear the space. You need to prepare the ground get rid of all the little stones and twigs and little toys that get buried in the dirt and the scraps of uh, debris that get stuck in there. Anything that's going to prevent your seeds from sprouting and that is going to become a problem as the seeds come up and develop into full plants. The next thing you want to do as you prepare your soil is to till it up a little bit so that you get some air in there. And so the soil is loose enough that the roots, the very young roots of your seedlings can get down into the dirt. Uh, And then you want to make sure not to step on the ground that you just tilled up because, you know, you don't want to obviously reverse what you just did. So you may need to make a little path on both sides of your garden space so that that's possible. If you're doing it in pots or another small container or small space where you're going to be growing things, you want to make sure you get the right kind of soil to put in there. Uh, Don't use the soil from your backyard. It is likely the kind of soil that weeds like, which means it's uh, sort of vacant lot waste type soil. So uh, you want to go and get some potting soil, maybe mix a little bit of sand in there or a little bit of uh, leaves or um, other type of material to Make sure it's well balanced, but use potting soil primarily. And um, if you are going to attempt to do uh, squashes or something larger like that, you're going to need to have some trellises. So make sure you have those ready. You don't need to put them in the ground just yet, but have those ready already. And then the last thing is with your seeds, check the packets as to which seeds need to be started indoors and which seeds need to be started direct seed in the ground. Uh, Some plants really, you, you know, they like cold weather or colder weather and they can be planted directly outside and they're fine. Other plants really prefer warm weather and need a lot of tender care when they're first coming up and So they prefer to be started inside in a more controlled environment. And of course, if you're growing your garden indoors anyway, well, all the better. And then you just need to be careful about what your seed's favorite kind of weather and environment is so that you can provide that for your seeds. So that's the five tips for getting started. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Uh, You can follow me on Facebook at Julie Naturally. And don't forget to pick up your healthy habits tracker at julienaturally.com. And I hope to see you again next week. 
Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.